0: Good morning.
1: How are you? Hello?
2: I'm good. How are you?
1: Good. Who's this? This is Monica. Hey, Monica. How was your Fourth of July? It
0: was great, thanks. We went home to Iowa. It was nice.
1: Yeah, very good. Kind of a family gathering.
0: Yeah, my um, aunt and my cousins came down for one day and so. Yeah, it was nice. My two of my nephews were in town, and so yeah, it right.
3: was good. Good, good. All
1: right. What's fun?
0: How about you? Uh,
1: well, Ken's family does a family reunion every year on the Fourth of July. So um, his uncle has this um, really nice spot outside of town, close to a lake, and so we go out and camp for the weekend, and and. Uh, barbecue and play horseshoes, and it's kind of fun. Yeah,
4: very
1: relaxing. Yeah, so it's very relaxing. It's always good to, I enjoy camping, so it's always good to get out. Somehow, though, this morning I'm all stuffed up.
4: (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh,
1: Yeah. I'm not really sure what (laughs) happened with that one, but uh,
3: (laughs) (laughs) maybe it's just all
1: of the, you know, extra
3: exposure to the pollen and all that.
1: It could be, yeah. And we're breaking into summer warmer temperatures and, and so
4: and so Who else is with us? Hi, it's Julie.
1: Hey Julie, how are you today?
3: Doing well.
0: I um I, I sent an email to you. Did you see it this morning?
1: I will look.
0: It was it, it was addressing the point that you sent me the email about.
1: <laughs> okay, got it. Yeah. Thank you.
3: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Margaret joined. Hi everyone.
4: Hello, Hi, Margaret.
1: Margaret. I saw on Facebook you were skydiving. Yeah, I
3: was. That was oh, wow. holy that was crazy. Holy. Yeah. Yeah, you could ask me if my insurance was up to date.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Did you have fun?
3: I had a blast. It was a lot of fun, yeah. I went with my son. It was for his 18th birthday. Good for you. Yeah, it was
4: very uh, cool. So
1: was, uh, um, was it exhilarating or did it scare you half to death?
3: Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> A little bit of both, huh? Yes, it was. It was absolutely both. It was. Um, it was both. And you know what's funny, looking back, is the best part was the scary part. Scary part, you know, which is like that thirty seconds when you know you're about to jump out and you're going, "Holy crap, am I really going to do this?" That's like the scariest part. But that's the part that you know I remember the most and. Um, that's where the rush is. It's not after you jump. It's sitting on the edge of the plane going, holy Mm -hmm. (laughs)
2: crap. Yeah, I agree.
1: (laughs) That's amazing. It's kind of of like that with us in business too, isn't it? Like, holy moly, am I really going to do this?
4: (laughs) I
3: I wrote a blog article that's going to go out this week, and that's exactly what it is. And looking back, it's the scary part where you're sitting on the edge going, do I jump? That, you know, is where the fun is. Huh.
4: Of course, you know,
3: I don't always like to sit on the edge of my business and, and think of that as fun. <laughs> but <laughs> it still, still made a good article.
1: <laughs> Very good. All right. Well, it looks like we have um, uh, most of us here already. So welcome, everyone. Um, I just, hope you all had a fabulous Uh, 4th of July, Um, we're going to, so today is going to be a little bit of a um, a Q&A process um, because I have a surprise for you, Um, but I want to cover some um, housekeeping things first, Um, and then uh, also what I'd like, if you could just maybe stick this in the back of your mind a little bit as we're getting going here. Um, just for anybody to share some wins that they've had since the last time we've been together. Um, And uh, so if you can think about what that might be for you. um, After we do a little bit of housekeeping here, I'm going to ask for you to share that with us. Okay? So um, good news is um, we have hired another bookkeeper. Hooray, hooray. Um, And this Uh, bookkeeper, actually Monica um, has worked with Dorothy before, is Dorothy Dykes. Dorothy worked with me for um, over six years and then um, thought she would like to retire, Um, but she's decided that retirement is not for her. (laughs) So she's um, coming back to join us again, and uh, I know that you'll enjoy getting to know her She'll be working with the majority of you. There's a few of you that will be working with Claire. Um, so uh, if you're already working with Claire, you know who that is. But for the rest of you, just to watch for um, an email that will come from books at uh, com and know that that's Dorothy. as She um, gets to know uh, each of you. Um, we've spent this last week just kind of doing some initial um, overview for each of you and and the kind of bookkeeping that you have. Um, she's very experienced and she knows me and and so um, she knows how I work and what what I like to see in your bookkeeping. So I think that you'll really enjoy getting to know her and um, uh, and my goal with the bookkeeping is that you'll um, you'll do your month's bookkeeping. So what that means is, Dorothy will get your statements and um, put everything into your books. That anything that is a you know a question um, that some of you have seen there like a um, ask client or we stick it in to pay cash. That she'll walk through that with you. Once all those questions are complete, then she'll be able to send you your monthly report, your P and L and balance sheet, and she'll be able to let me know that those are complete so I can update your plan. And the idea is that you'll get your plan and your P&L and balance sheet before we get on the phone for our monthly call together.
3: Okay? Um, Does that make sense? Yes. Okay, good. Um,
1: I'm also – we're in the process of interviewing um, for an assistant who's going to help with the – scheduling and all that kind of good stuff so that um, uh, you'll just have a little bit more communication, if you will, with the um, scheduling your appointments and and, um, um, making sure that you're on the calendar for the month and that it's tied in with your bookkeeping so that um, we have what we need for our call when we get on the call together. So we're... uh, um, Little bit of change here in the next uh next couple weeks, but I think that you'll find that it's um it's all good and should hopefully make your lives easier as well. Um, okay. Um, I will be adding Dorothy into the Facebook group, um and uh so you'll be able to uh meet her there as well and um uh and get to know our little team as it continues to grow a little bit. All right. Um, How are you doing with um, the stuff we worked on last month? So we we had our money speedometer. We had our money tracking sheet, which is um, to track your income on a daily basis, and then beginning to establish your warrior line. Um, How's that going for you? And anybody had any ah ahas in that process? don't all jump
2: at once (laughs) (laughs) Um, this is michelle um my uh i would say about um this pedometer i've explained it to a few different people and that i keep hovering around that and i really need more help to break that like more awareness is what i've gained over the last past month that this is what i'm used to so i'm only hitting this, and I'm literally only doing things to hit this. So I noticed that there are a couple because I'm putting together my summit. There was an expert who literally said to me at the end because she didn't have a big enough list, like, can you teach me how to do this? Like I really want to, um, not the summit part, but like the type of business that I have. And mm-hmm. even though we talked about VIP days, I didn't just say like immediately, hey, yeah, let's grab, let's get on the phone, let's do this VIP day, let's do. You know what I mean, like, I just didn't and like this week, last week I did send her an email to set up a time to talk about her business which will be an off call but like just noticing that I'm not taking the steps that are going to push me past that was like the biggest awareness that that actual number is something that I'm like literally hitting all the time
1: I think that um, that awareness is, is huge um, and um, and definitely, so that that actually kind of leads into, um, on Thursday, some of you may have seen this in our newsletter that goes out on um, Thursdays. On Thursday, July 10, I'm doing a workshop called Moving Through Your Money Blind Spots. And Michelle will be doing some exercises in that workshop that are specifically um, going to help you with that process. So, um well um the surprise that I wanted to share with you all today and why I'm making this um opportunity today a Q and A call is that I want to gift each of you with that uh workshop um that uh I'm awesome. gonna do on Thursday. Yeah, and it will have Thank some you. really fun um exercises that will help you uh begin to have a uh New level of awareness of those money blind spots um because they are really um subtle it's it's kind of intriguing um how subtle they are, and then whatever you know how to set yourself up to win in that next step so so good um good awareness now, if you guys aren't able to join me on uh, July tenth because I know it's kind of short notice for you um because it'll be let's see what here, that is, is it. Yeah, so I'm just going to look at. On it's uh, nine nine o'clock Pacific. So nine. AM a. M. or PM. AM. Nine AM uh-huh. Pacific, and it's a four hour workshop.
2: Oh my gosh. And we'll take, a,
1: take some <laughs> breaks in between. Yeah. Um. And the uh, um. And if you and that's why I say if you're not able to join the whole thing, I will have it recorded. Um. 'Cause it'll be an active workshop. So we'll we'll do some exercises and then we'll take a break and we'll do some more exercises and take a break and that way um, uh you can join in as you're able and then the recordings will be available for you. Okay.
4: Thank you. Thanks, Sue. Yeah. Uh-huh.
3: Thank you. That's amazing. What do we get out of it? What 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 is the goal again of the workshop?
1: So it's called Moving Through Your Money Blind Spots, and what we're going to do is um, a series of exercises um, that are uh, involving your archetype cards. So um, you'll want to have those with you um, on the call, and uh, when people register for the call, they actually um, uh, will do the assessment and have those cards also. So that they're able to um, use those during the exercises, so it'll be it'll be um, a lot of awareness around what's getting in the way, those things that um, are having you stuck. We'll do some exercises on getting in alignment with um, with your archetypes, the strengths that you already have, and then some exercises that will help you. Um, set some good boundaries and know what tools, or sorry, actions that you can take, um, given your particular archetype. And then my favorite exercise that we're going to do in here is one around, um, empowering your voice when it comes to money conversations, which is something that all of us in business, um, can use a lot more of. (laughs) Sounds great. Just have no, um, yeah, money. issues around those conversations so yeah so it'll be a it'll be a good uh, a good workshop and um Austin will send you that call-in information so that you have it and then we'll also have the um uh, recordings available for you afterwards as well
3: nice very
1: Great. very cool. yeah and if you know of anybody else in business that you think might benefit from it, by all means um share that email with them or let me know and we can shoot them off an email to invite them to join us. And how much is it normally? It's four ninety seven. And okay. there's a I'll send them a page. It's got a money back guarantee and all that kind of good stuff too. Right, so cool. they'll get the, the whole assessment process with the um um, archetypes, and then uh, we'll walk through the exercises too.
4: Great. Yeah.
1: All right. Any other aha's with those with the speedometer and the tracking sheets and the warrior lines?
0: Um, it's Julie. Um, my money speedometer was at about twenty-seven hundred, and for the first few months of the year. I guess, like, January through May-ish, I was definitely hovering there, or, like, my average ended up there. Like, I would make the money, and then I would, like, go lower, and it was very much hovering. And then, um, actually, this past month, like, Sue, since I started to really read, like, the Kiyosaki book and, you know, like, really, um, you know, like, listen more closely to the things you were teaching, I've already seen a profound shift, and um, I pretty much doubled my – pedometer this month just like yeah. just in my coaching packages like not even in all the other stuff that I do like affiliate commissions and um DJ and all that other stuff so I probably made a lot more than that but like, just in my coaching packages um alone I doubled it and that was really cool
1: good for you and I, uh, one of the things I want to point out for everybody listening is that um what Julie what Julie did is possible for each of you in other words, um, for some of us to even think that we could shift that speedometer that fast and make changes that quickly um, kind of challenges what you're thinking might be around money. Um, and these things don't have to take a long time, and they don't have to be really difficult. So, um, so good for you, Julie. That's exciting. Oh, thanks. Yeah,
0: thank you.
1: Here you go, Julie.
4: Thank you. <laughs>
1: All right, who who else has some wins around this work that we've been doing? So have you had a chance to even work with it for some people?
4: A little bit. I I did the tracking
0: uh, abundance flowing in sheet and uh and i basically felt kind of like lame all all month like i was like oh man i just feel like i'm not getting anywhere no traction but um i totaled it up and um i actually did more a lot more than i thought i'd actually made so um you know having that like daily uh check in about income that's come in has really really helped me just to sort of see how it all adds up even though i can kind of get a little down about what what comes in um you know, knowing that it, I want to make it a lot more, but at least to know that I'm not not getting stuff in. So anyway, it was just a hand, real handy
2: thing. So thanks.
1: Good, good, good. And I um, I think that's one thing also to uh, to notice is that we're really good at looking at the uh, the hard side or the challenge side or beating ourselves up if it's not exactly what we want. But right. the truth is, there are a lot of things that are that are going well, and we always want to celebrate that and acknowledge mm-hmm. that, um, and then from that space to kind of move into, um, okay, now what? So on the days when you're putting a zero on the line, you know, to have your brain go to, isn't that interesting? I wonder what I could do with that. Um, right. How could I shift it to kind of stay in that creative conversation? Yeah. Yeah. Good. And I think the more that um uh you develop these kinds of habits, then just by default is where you'll um, um begin to stay on the creative side of that conversation. so good for you for taking the steps to get it done. How about the warrior line how How are you guys doing with the warrior light?
4: Anybody started it? I had a pretty
0: big epiphany around that um, last month. This is Julie. Um, and I, like, one of the questions I wanted to bring to the call today was actually around debt management. And, um, like, before the Warrior Line exercise, I would just sort of, like, without even knowing what, you know, my income was for the month, I would just, like, get money from my clients and then go pay off my credit card, just, like, willy nilly without a plan. And that so would leave me at the end of the month, like, freaking out, like, oh, my gosh, I'm not going to have enough for rent. And then the universe would say, like, okay, you did it again. We got your back. Here's your money. <laughs> but, like, I would always have this, like, really unnecessary drama and stress. And that happened last month after, um like, we had our warrior line call. And I had already, like, made some bad decisions before that about credit card payments. And I was very aware but that, that stress that I experienced was so preventable, so this month I was much more mindful about my decisions and my planning, and it felt really good to be that um that much like more aware in my day to day actions and decisions
1: perfect and that and that's the key to it is that level of awareness of um and when when you can create that warrior line for you, what's happening with that is you're actually paying yourself first. Mm-hmm. And I know it's not, you know, necessarily creating the savings and the investments and all that kind of good stuff. We'll get there. The most important part is that what will happen when you have that warrior line in place is, um, unconsciously, you know that everything is handled. You know that everything mm-hmm. is taken care of. And there's a sense of security that goes with mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that sense of security is, um, especially for um, for women, is really important when it comes to money. Because when we're mm-hmm. operating from that place that everything is handled, we're much more creative, we're much more nurturing, all of that um, stuff mm-hmm. that uh, we come by naturally. When we're operating from a place of scarcity and wondering what's going on, then we get more constrictive. So if you can think about establishing this warrior line as um, the beginning steps of paying yourself first, um, it'll go a really long way in how you're feeling about the security of your money situation.
0: That's so true. And I, I think, you know, I've been feeling so much more creative lately, and now it makes sense as to why that's happening all of a sudden. <laughs>
4: there
1: you go. Good, good. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and I've I've made a note here about the debt management, and we'll come back to that. Um, Cool. Thank you. um, Yeah. All right. Who else has some wins that they want to share?
3: I don't know about wins. There was a lot of ah ahas here, but I'm still, from just a business perspective, slightly upside down, meaning I'm spending more on coaching fees and, you know, software and VA services. Than I'm actually bringing in, do you have any suggestions there
4: so um when we're getting
1: a business up and running, um there's always an investment process um that's typically greater than um our revenue in the beginning the The trick, if you will, or the key, is um not to stay in that space um for so long that it doesn't uh, take you where you want to go. And this is where, um, so for everybody with their plan, um, each month when we're looking at what actually happened versus what what we had hoped and planned to happen, this is where we get really clear on, okay, the actions that we took. In other words, the steps that we take, how we're spending our time, um, is it truly taking us where we want to go? and it's, there's usually a 30- to 60-day lag time in results. So if if um, in the month of uh, May your activity was X, Y, and Z, in June you're going to see are you actually um, finding the fruits of – you're actually going to be receiving the fruits of that labor. And so then the question becomes, is the fruits of that labor um, sufficient? Is it? Was it um, the best way for me to spend my time? And um, is it giving me the rate of return that I'm looking for from this initial investment process? Um, And that's why um, looking at that every month, looking at your actuals versus what we had had planned for, gets really important because then it informs how we're going to spend our time in the next 30 days. And this is that process of, oh, that's interesting. Maybe I need to find one more speaking engagement. Or maybe I need to pick up the phone and make five more phone calls in a week. Or maybe, you know, whatever that is, then we can brainstorm that for each of you during our calls. But this is where um, we'll get really clear on what our personal rate of return is for the effort that we're making. And in any business, um, you know, when you're getting started, you're pushing that ball uphill and that that initial um, push takes a lot more energy before you hit the tipping point where it has its own momentum. So that's, you know, it's talking to enough people, it's being around long enough, it's having a large enough list, it's, you know, all those parts and pieces. Eventually, when you stay consistent, and it doesn't have to be, you know, calling 100 people every week um my my hope is that what each of you will see with your plans is it's not hundreds of clients that it's going to take to generate that six figure business it's you know and for each of you it'll be a little bit different but but it's a a specific number of clients and, and now what are the actions that we have to take until two things happen one is we get a lot more confident in our conversations or two we um, uh, we're just speaking to enough people, um, first or second times. Where finally things are starting to pop on a regular basis.
3: Does that make sense? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And and I and it is you know you always hear it's a numbers game. Honestly, in the beginning, it truly is. It truly is a numbers game. And this is we just want to get really clear on how you're spending your time. Um, and then when we build in. Not just the cost of carrying the business, but that the business is also going to carry the cost of running your household. That's where those numbers get really, uh, real, if you will.
4: <laughs> that,
1: um, that the business is more than, um, just taking care of itself, like the investing in learning and investing in coaching and those kinds of things, but that it's truly, um, now tipping over where it's taking care of, of how you're living your life. And then you get to move into a different level of conversation with it,
4: but it's a process,
3: looking forward to that,
4: yes <laughs> <laughs> all right
1: good, good. that was a great question by the way. Um, all right, who else has a good question? They're all good questions. So who else has a question? <laughs> You can ask me anything you want about business. It Doesn't necessarily just have to be about the exercises that we've done so far.
3: Okay, so I have another question then. The open okay. the door? So I I created this little spreadsheet for myself, and I was trying to start it off by figuring out what all I need to do, and I was trying to plot my time out for the last for the next six months. Well, then at the last minute, I decided. I needed to start adding revenue to it so I can kind of see the impacts of that. All of it was I wanna start doing some group programs and what do I need to, you know, put in place before I can do that and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, so I started plotting my revenue out and I'm just plugging numbers in. So my so Jan, I I say January I'm gonna start a group program. The first month I'm gonna have I don't know, four clients, and the next month I'm gonna have six and the next month I'm gonna have eight. And then I start you know, um plotting out revenue on that. And A, how do I know whether I feel like I'm just throwing spaghetti against the wall. I have no idea whether those numbers are
4: or doable.
3: And then second of all, I started um if the numbers climb, I'm I'm thinking my expenses are gonna climb, but I have no idea by how much. So I just started I just started tagging for every so many clients, I'll have another $1,000 per month in expenses, but I have no idea if that's realistic or not. How do I get to something more realistic?
1: Okay. So so two things. Number one is the spreadsheet that you're creating, you're um, actually recreating the plan that I've already sent to you. Right. And if you look in the spreadsheet with the plan, the expenses are in there. And how we came up with the expenses, and this is true for each of you, how we come up with the expenses is based on the actuals that we had seen in the prior quarter or that we had seen in the prior, like for you, Margaret, we had the prior 12 months. So we had put 2013 together. So uh, this is where um, we're every month as we're talking and we're reviewing your actuals with your plan This is what makes the plan dynamic, and we're shifting and we're tweaking. Because what happens for most of us is that um, we don't know truly what the numbers are that it takes for us to exist. And we don't know truly what the numbers are that it takes for us to operate our company without bookkeeping, which is why we're doing the actual bookkeeping every month so you can see what you're actually spending versus what you think that you're spending. And then we take those actual numbers and we line it up against what we thought you would spend on your um, uh, operations of your company. And this is where, um, you know, how sometimes we're making decisions about do I invest in this or do I invest in that or or do I um, hire a VA or, or what parts should I have a VA help me with? and when, and will I have the cash flow to make it happen? All those kinds of things we build into um, the planning process. And this is why we create the plan going 12 months forward, is because we want to know, like if you guys each look at the last page of your plan, it's the summary page where we've summarized the income and the expenses, and we can look what what we're shooting for, for gross revenue, sorry, net revenue, um, at the end of the 12 months. That net revenue number is the number that we get to use for reducing debt, for um, putting into savings or investing. All um, For some of it, you'll funnel back into your business. But we have a number that we're shooting for in that, that net number. As we're going along and we're updating these income and expenses every month, that number's going to ebb and flow. And this is where, again, we go back to getting really clear on how do I need to spend my time in order for that number to stay where I want it to stay? How do I need to be pricing my packages in order for that number to stay where I need it to stay? How many clients in my group program versus in my private program in order for that number to stay where I want it to stay. Because this is all, this is the piece where you're getting really clear on creating the life that you want, on creating the kind of business that you want, so that you're truly living it instead of always chasing it. Because it, just like we get a tipping point in your business, there's also a tipping point in your cash flow. And that's where we get in front of what's happening instead of always coming from behind. Initially, it's always behind because we don't really, really know what's going to happen. In other words, we could make 20 phone calls and hope that we have five clients, but it might actually initially be taking us 40 phone calls. Well, that's going to show up pretty quick. Um, and then we get really clear on how we're spending our time. You know, um, I don't know. Let's see. Miss Nicole's not with us. But... Um, one of the things that that um in my world that's important is that we're creating what you're looking for instead of constricting. in other words, what is the life that you truly want to live um like for instance, Julie is it okay like ju- if I share that you're uh what you're up to in the fall, oh yeah yeah, so julie's um one of her goals is to be able to move to San Diego in the fall. She did some homework on what the expenses were going to be to make that move. We're going to put that into her plan, and then we're going to get really clear on what kind of revenue is it going to take in order for her to be in front of that. And then we'll start walking it. And every month when we get together to look at her actual numbers, we'll be seeing how on track we are for that or not. When you get to see that, that's where you're at choice. And then you're a choice on how you're going to spend your time. You're a choice on how you're going to price your packages. You're a choice at how you're going to manage your
3: expenses.
1: And now you're driving it instead of it driving you. Does that make sense?
4: Yeah.
3: Um, yeah, so what you're saying is I'm just in this um, space of not until I have some more predictability, you're kind of just guessing, and you know. Or you, yes. you you create something uh, to go after.
4: Um,
3: well, it, well.
1: So one of the things that you're gonna that you're guessing is yes that that it will take twenty people in order for you to have that that number that you're looking for. What we don't know is what's it gonna take for you to actually generate those twenty people, because we don't have the experience. Right. Yeah. So while we can be really clear on the 20 people and the pricing in order to get that net number, what we don't know every month is what's going to actually happen as
3: you're going along. Make sense? Yeah. It's not a science.
1: It will get more of a science the longer you're in business, but it's not a science.
3: Yeah, so I come out of IBM. I'm used to <laughs>
1: being a scientist. I know, and that and that's you know the other thing, Margaret, for you to notice is that here you are recreating part of what you're paying me to create for you. So there's that's, a there's a, a trust level with that, right? And in being able to walk that.
3: Yeah, it was it was. Um, well, you're right about that. Um, but it, it started off with an exercise, just trying to figure out my time. And I had this whole bucket list of things I wanted to do, and I was, I, you know, was staring it in the face, realizing I can't do all this day one. So it started off with that, and and by so it was like ten o'clock last night, and I was trying to back into something, a different answer. But you're right. I, I, we need to take what I did, and I need to look at my current plan and and see. If you know, and and then adjust. But I started off there with was all these ideas of things I want to do. I want to create VIP days and I want to create um you know, the seven day marketing funnel and I and I realized, you know, I've got way too much on my plate, so how do I how do I um calendarize all of that over time, knowing that at some point what do I need in order to get a group program off the ground? My original plan was I was supposed to have a group off the group program off the the ground by fall of this year, but I still haven't filled my initial program. And Chanda says over and over to everybody that asks, "If you haven't filled your initial program, then don't move on to the next thing." So I feel like everything's sliding out. Does that make sense?
1: It does. And so um, again, the the bigger question for you will be, how do I need to spend my time? because there's a lot of validity in staying focused on one revenue source until you have that where you want it, and then you move on to the next one. So how can you spend your time in order to make sure that that's that's complete before you begin to brainstorm on what's next?
3: Right. So I'm running out of strategies there
4: so there's there's um a multitude of strategies and
1: one of the fastest ways of um, uh finding clients to be in front of is to do speaking um building things out online takes a little bit of time and it's it's more of a numbers game so uh while the the model works um, it has a uh a life to it, if you will, um, when it comes to speaking um, and you're in front of a room and there's there's a lot of ways to find speaking engagements um, in your area and we can, I could actually make that, uh, we can go through a process on that in one of our um, monthly sessions. Um, I think
4: that's what I
1: need uh, to
3: do. I need to do something because what I'm doing not getting me where I need to be. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and there's, um, <clears throat> they're both very good and valid, and um, it might be, um, one of the mentors I was with last week, he was saying that you do, let me say, instead of doing one thing for and hoping to get 20 people, you do 20 things each to get one person.
3: Out of each one of
1: them. Right. Yeah. And that's where I go back to, you know, it doesn't take 100 people to get your business to pop. It takes 20. So now what do we have to do to find those 20? All
4: right. All right. Good question. Um, who else has a question?
1: You can ask me anything, even about, you know, how do you spend your days, how do you handle your email, all those kinds of things. Like, how, what's coming up for you that's getting in the way of you producing the results that you're looking for? I like yeah. that
0: question about email, like managing, dealing with email time.
1: Mm-hmm. So email can be an incredible time <laughs> um, suck, if you will. Suck. <laughs> Yeah, it can, it just, it, you could look at it 20 times a day. And so um, I think the most important um, thing to do about email is to look at it once a day. Um, process everything that needs to be processed. Um, I I used, use my email box as a to-do list, and I don't recommend that,
4: <laughs>
1: Um so the, what what you want to do is get through your email box every day, once a day, and then move the things that are going to be task oriented onto your calendar. This is where you're going to get really clear on how much time things are truly taking. So you want to not only have time on your calendar that is dedicated to, you know, creating content or time for making. Um, sales calls or time for delivering your services to your client, but also the time of the administrative side of it, you know, Um, so that you're getting really clear on the actual day-to-day tasks that it takes to operate your business.
4: Mm. Because
1: this is how you get clear on, you know, when is it important for me to bring out some support instead of me doing this, because if I took Project X off of my plate and that allowed me to go and do another speaking engagement for the month or the week instead of doing Project X, how much more revenue could I bring in um, by a speaking engagement as opposed to doing that administrative task? That makes a lot of
3: sense. Yeah. That's an and, and because my e- my email gets full of all these trainings I want to take and read these blogs and oh you, know, <laughs> you follow a million people I've got like 500 emails and all of them sound enticing but when you say put them on my calendar and I don't my my biggest scarcity is probably time then you realize you just can't do even a not even a fraction of the things that you would want to research. And learn about right and all the all the Facebook postings, which I, right now I have them coming to my email because it's easier than trying to keep up on Facebook. But you just you can't keep up on all that,
4: right? And
1: again, this is where you're going to be getting really clear on what am I focusing on today? Like if you think about, you know, who you who's like a mentor whose emails that you. Like to read, you know. There may be one of them that you read every morning for five minutes or ten minutes, but then that's it. The rest of them, you know, when you're ready and you have more time and space, you're ready to take on that next level of business. Then you go and find that mentor. He's always going to be out there, right? Not like they're going to disappear. You can go and find their blogs and read their back blogs if you want to. so, what's important, or what you're going to get really clear on, is, you know, <laughs> so in in my office it's a it's a joke. Like if Sue's got too many things going on, it's like, well, because I'm I'm changing direction six times in a day. Well, if you change direction six times in a day, you're never going to get anything done. Right. So if you get That's... your calendar really clear on, you know, this hour is for education, or this. This hour is for making phone calls. Um, this hour is for whatever. Then you realize the value of your time, and you, and then how is that time providing me with the results I'm looking for?
3: So put a price tag on your time. Yeah,
4: yeah, very is much so. Is it really so. worth
3: 100 bucks to sit and read the news online? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I,
1: I don't follow the news. If I'm going to a social event and I need to know what's going on in the world, I ask a
4: couple friends who do follow the news. I don't read it otherwise.
3: Yeah, I'm a... to let it. Go.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: How do you schedule your time per week? Do um, you have a calendar tool that you use? Or are you just using, like, um, Google? and you just like So do you just block two hours a day for content creation? or Do you put all that stuff? On your
1: calendar? I do put all that stuff on my calendar. So uh, we use Google Calendar. Um, everyone in my office has their own Google Calendar, and we can look at each other's calendars. I also have a marketing calendar. So um, so there's a calendar for each um, member of my team, and then there's a marketing calendar um, that Austin and I uh, drive together for what's going out when. Um And I color-code things. So um, on Mondays are my administrative days and my um, content creation days. On um, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday is when I do um, work with clients um, and also uh, any education that I'm taking. Um, On Fridays is my... um, product development day are those black and white perfect every week no um but i'm making conscious choices when i'm changing that time so for instance right now we're doing interviews for summits and um because my calendar is full with client time um i've had to put a couple of those interviews on a friday and a monday so but but it's a choice it's a um it's I'm consciously fitting it where it makes the most sense for me to actually achieve the goal that
3: I'm looking for. that
4: makes
3: sense? Yeah. I'm only putting scheduled meetings like ice balls and things like that on my calendar, and then every day I'm figuring out what – I mean, I'm sort of in – uh, you know, hurry up and wait mode. What What's the most urgent thing? If it doesn't get done today, something's going to fall through the cracks.
4: Mm-hmm. And
1: this, uh, again, is, you know, you don't want to have an email box that's a to-do list. You don't want to have a piece of paper that's a to-do list. Everything that's to-do needs to be in your calendar. Otherwise, you'll work 24-7, 365. That's what I'm doing right now.
4: Yeah, and that'll burn you out. Well, again,
3: thinking, I keep thinking I need to get this business to the point where I can quit my day job. And mm-hmm. and uh, I'm, I'm really struggling with making that transition.
1: And that, again, it goes back to the plan. You know, whatever the goals are that you have is what you build into your plan. And then we walk it every month, what's working, what's not, and what's next. So if you haven't hit the numbers of sales that you're looking for in a certain program, What do you need to do to hit that number? That's your focus. And then you can let everything else go because it's not keeping you on task for what you're looking
3: for. Yeah.
1: And you'll be amazed when you let everything else go, how much more focused you are and how much more um, productive you are with that time because you're not thinking about 20 other things because you've got them handled. They're in your calendar. They're on your plan.
4: Right.
3: Yeah. Sue, so can we talk about the um, debt management topic?
1: Yes. So um, so debt management is one of these um, – uh, what I would su- suggest is that you make a list of all your current debts,
4: mm-hmm. so you
1: have the amount owed, you have um, – and I i have a worksheet actually for this, and I'll put it out in the Facebook group and um, oh. make a note. Um, so it's the amount owed and um, the interest rate, your minimum monthly required payment, and the day of the month that those payments are due.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: And then what I do is <clears throat> I recommend that you pay off your smallest amount owed first. Um, and here's why. Because the minimum amount that you're making on each one of these payments, if you added an extra, let's say, $50 a month, so you have, let's say you have five debts, you know, each one is 100 bucks a month, so you have $500 that you're paying, if you add an extra $50 um, to that 500 so now you're paying 550 in the month, and you take that extra 50 and you place it on your lowest amount owed first, then as soon as that debt is paid in full, now you take that 150 that you were paying on that one and you apply it to your next one. Now, if you have two debts that are about the same size, that would be when I would look at the interest rate. If one of them has a higher rate, then I would pay the higher rate one first. Or if you mm-hmm. have a particular debt that weighs really heavy on your mind emotionally, then I would pay that one off first. But um, but the biggest thing is to... to Make the minimum payments on each and throw the entire extra amount that you're paying onto one debt. What I used to do is I would round up every payment, or when that particular payment came due, if I had an extra $100, bucks, i would just throw it at that particular debt that was due that day. Um, That's a – does it work? Yeah, it works, but it's random, and it – it doesn't give you that sense of accomplishment every month. If you're chunking down mm-hmm. the same debt, it chunks it down faster, it gets rid of it faster.
4: Mm-hmm. Then
1: you roll that minimum payment onto the next one. And then get rid of that, that next one, then you you can see how it would accelerate as you move through each debt. It,
0: it makes sense, but maybe and this is maybe it's something that you and I can talk about more in our private call, but um I feel like because I'm in several coaching programs, I feel like um, I can't really pay the minimum on other cards. You know, I guess say that strategy sounds good, but, like, I can't really do that if I'm going to be paying my coaches. <laughs> so, um,
1: so what that tells me is that you're living in the limit of the card. And, yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll talk about that, come up with a different strategy for that. Okay. Yeah, because that's a cash flow question more than it is a debt reduction question. Okay, I
4: see. Yeah. <clears throat> Devorah, but, sorry. I I just said it's Devora,
3: and I have a question because I'm going to a big networking conference, like a uh-huh. local, a local conference, and so I wondered. Yeah, I know you talked about getting speaking gigs and that, but I wondered if you had any um, thoughts on. Because I know you've been going to a lot of things on making the most out of um, a local live networking conference. When my goal is still to fill my, um, you know, year-long, very expensive private coaching, right? <laughs> um, so, so just, yeah, one just of the most important things
1: about networking is um, when you're not. When you're not the speaker, right? So when no, you're the speaker, the speaker, it's awesome. Right. But if you're just attending a networking pro- program, um, your goal in a networking program is just to meet people, because if you go with any other agenda, um, people will get that and they will steer clear of you. So your agenda is always just to meet people and bring their cards home. So. Um,
3: you and then know, I'm it's always, about what we do with those cards, because I have a little trouble with that, too.
1: Okay. So when you bring the cards home, now what you're doing is you're creating your um, database of um, customers or potential customers. Um, what I would do is I would always, on the card, make a note of what it is that you had talked about. In other words... Um, you know, one of the things that you, it's, you know, how are you? Tell me a little bit about your business. Um, this is where you want to have your, you know, your two-minute elevator pitch, as they call it, right, when they say to you, and tell me what you do. Um, but you always want to keep the conversation on them. And then um, you'll hear something uh, if they are your ideal client, that is something that you can help them with. And you could say, you know, that's something I can help you with. How about um, I follow up with you after this event? And don't uh, don't ever get into a full conversation at an event. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's always just a matter of it's really nice to meet you, and I'll look forward to speaking with you more later. Mm-hmm. And then when you get home, then you email them, and it was great to meet you at whatever event we were at. Um, you had mentioned XYZ. Um, I can help you with that, and I'd love to, you know, offer you a complimentary time to visit. And then you schedule that time to have a strategy session with them and, and then talk about their needs and if you can help fill those needs.
3: Okay. Okay. That that helps. And I was also thinking it might be a good um, place to um, get connections for doing live speaking.
1: Um, Absolutely. And that's a very fair question, Deborah, is to say, you know, know, here's what I do and I'm interested in finding um, places where I can uh, do some speaking. Do you know of anybody who could help me with that? It's a very fair question to ask. And you'll be amazed. I mean, people are always looking
4: for speakers.
3: Yeah, yeah. I need to focus on that a little
4: more. Mm-mm.
3: do you sell from the Do you when you do a speaker thing do you sell from the stage or you're just doing it to get contacts
1: when you're the speaker in the room um, every uh, event that you're allowed to speak at will have different rules typically they will not allow you to sell so basically what you're doing is you're seeding the need that you solve the problem for and so you're going to um, you're going to share as you're giving your, you you know, you want to give them uh, one to three points um, of good, solid content. In between your second and third point, you're going to share with them an opportunity where they can visit with you more about that personally if they want to find out more. Um, And on every single seat when people come in, you would have a form where they could fill out how they would want to um, or how you could stay in touch with them for their complimentary um, discovery session or strategy session. But typically that's what you can do is is give away those free sessions and then you can sell in those sessions privately.
4: So you go
3: to the speaker, you do the speaking thing, you offer free sessions, off of the back end of that and then you sell off the free session. So basically
4: an sure. iSolve.
1: Yep. Yep. So iSolve, for those of you that don't know what that is, is a is a a sales conversation, a sales methodology that um Shanda Sumter teaches. Um you may have heard it called um uh discovery sessions, strategy sessions. But basically, it's the opportunity where you can talk one-on-one with somebody, find out what they need, um, share with them how your program would help them solve the problem that they're looking to solve, and then um, offer uh, your program to them. Yeah. Okay, so we're coming up on um, the end of our time together. If there are more questions that have come to you from our session today that you would like some answers on, um please post those out in our Facebook group and I am happy to um to address those out there. Um and that way um uh we keep those uh uh questions moving forward. Also watch for the email that will invite you um To Thursday's uh, workshop. I think you'll find um, some great value in the exercises that we're going to be moving um, through on that. Um, And if you know of anybody that would benefit from that um, program, then let me know and we'll shoot them the the registration information for that as well. Um, All
4: right, anything else? Thanks, Sue. You're welcome,
1: and uh, and watch for those emails from Dorothy um, as she gets to know you. I know that uh, that you'll enjoy working with her, um, and um, and we'll get you on a, a smoother process than uh, than um, with me because <laughs> <laughs> she has more time available to do that bookkeeping. So
3: congratulations, sure. that's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> congratulations. <laughs> Thank you.
1: All right. Well, um, have an amazing rest of your week, and uh, I will look forward to uh, your July calls as we move into the next um, next two, three weeks. I think I've noticed everybody has booked their time. If not, just let Austin know, and he'll send you that link, and you can book your time.
4: All right. Thank Thank
1: you, everybody. Thank Thank
3: you. you. Bye. 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 Thank you.